theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Planet Earth with Quinn, Elise Button, and Jonathan Edward Button. How are we doing? Doing grand, doing great. Hope everyone's doing great too. Yes, I think everyone's doing good. And I think that this is another fun episode, kind of a bit of a follow-up from the previous one where we talked about this opportunity that we we applied for and we're looking forward to pursuing and getting involved. And uh, if you haven't checked out that episode, check it out. It's about the NOS Academy uh, collaboration with the Metapurse Crypto Creator Master Course that's enabling individuals to get involved in this space by creating quality content for the world to enjoy and learn from. Exactly. I'm. It's a really, really exciting program. And, you know, just in the beginning, early phases of it, but just already see the potential that it has in terms of you know educating people properly online and also having creators be educated themselves right mm-hmm. because with with the with great power and influence comes great responsibility so yep. th- you know i think this is going to be a really interesting course um you know, we're going to learn a lot a lot yeah and i'm yeah so it's it all kind of got started fairly recently I, I explained the whole application process check that episode out if you haven't already and in that episode i did mention that Things were a little bit delayed. I was waiting for my acceptance or decline letter from them. And it was a little frustrating because it went beyond the point in which they said it would. So it makes you nervous, but I'm happy that they got it to me uh, at a later point in time and said that I'm accepted. So I was very grateful for that. And I also was very grateful that because that was a little delayed, the whole course was a little bit delayed because, as many of you know, we were in Miami for about a week and then we went to Orlando for another uh, thing for work and man I can't imagine trying to be juggling this whole thing while doing everything in in down down south Florida yeah so gratefully it was all delayed and um, except for one thing and that was the opening ceremony which yeah it was actually quite luck that I found out about it you were checking email and you were like honey I think you got a ceremony to attend today. I was like, oh shoot, today? It was like two hours still. You're like, yep, you gotta, you gotta make sure you get on. I was like, oh, well, I definitely will get on. And so I just grabbed my computer, found a little place while we were down in Miami, logged on, and um, they gave a little bit of information on what was going to be involved, and I got really, really excited. So I kind of want to explain to you all what what this whole event was like because it was. It literally was entering a new world. That was a little like preview. It really was. Yeah, it, it was perfect timing, actually. It was, you know, we were still working, but luckily it was early enough. And we were obviously waking up super early, too. So it was all good. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually excited to hear a little bit more about this um, opening ceremony because I unfortunately couldn't, you know, like yeah. listen on it or anything like that. I had to work. And we try to do it all, right? We really do. But yeah, things, things happen. Fall in, the, fall in the line and it was actually great timing and now you do have a lot you have more time to actually yeah. focus on it so it's nice we're back in the incubator exactly so the e- the email said that the meeting was at 9 p.m singaporean time 9 p.m singaporean time you're going to learn about singaporean time on this podcast that is exactly 12 hours from the east coast yes so it was at 9 a.m i was like okay 
good thing we're up at 6 a.m. Let's get this going. So I got scheduled on and it was a Zoom meeting and I didn't know exactly who was going to be there. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And uh, I was very excited about it. In the preview, it also said that after we're in the Zoom meeting, we're going to head over to the B220 Museum in Crypto Voxels. Keep your audio on Zoom. And I'm just going to leave you with that because for a lot of people who read that, they're like, what does that mean? And I knew what that meant, and I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And uh, then after that, then we would conclude on Zoom with uh, questions and answers. And so I was like, this is this is real. We're literally going to start day one. Here we go. And I knew because we were going to go to that world, into the whole decentral land type of environment, I quickly knew this is going to require as good of a computer as we have. So I was like, Quinn, can I borrow your computer? Because this is where you're actually using really high quality um, visuals. And like it, it, does, it requires a bigger computer than you can't do it on an iPad. You technically can do it on an iPad and an iPhone. But for, for you to do it in quality space, you really need to have a better computer. And so I used Quinn's computer and I logged on. And right at 9 o'clock, they started letting people into the zoom and the first thing that popped up was a survey and it was asking you know where are you from in the world what's your age um just kind of more general questions with multiple choice type questions so i answered those but while i'm answering them i'm hearing like crazy party music going on in the back like just like like new year's party festival everyone's got this bright yellow background and they're all dancing and some of them are wearing like hats and some are wearing like stun of shades, like big, big fun things, like to emphasize like extremely high energy. And I'm like, dude, I don't really know what's going on here. And so I turn my camera on and everyone's like kind of like super energized. And so I'm like, dude, it's nine in the morning. I'm going to give this my best effort. And so I, get, I put a little bit of virtual dance moves down just to let them know that I was there and I was excited to be a part of it. And they introduced themselves and they had, I was like, holy cow. There's Medicoven right there, the guy who bought the $68 million piece. I saw his other um, right-hand man, also a massive investor in the Metapurse. His name's Tubador. These are their, their pseudonames. These are not their actual names. And there were uh, two other individuals that work for um, the Metapurse that were there as well. And then there was Nasir, the founder of Nas Daily, the founder of Nas Academy, and he had maybe, I think it was probably like eight different uh, teachers that were there, teachers that teach various courses through NOS Academy. And they all introduced themselves. And it was amazing. So diverse. This is way beyond just Singapore. This included people who were living in Israel and uh, teachers who were working in the United States of America. And I, I think there was approximately like 89 people on there. So I was like, well, this is a, this is a hefty group. And I was really impressed that all the people who got accepted into the program were all there. There was no one who, who missed that introduction ceremony. And so they kind of just jumped right into it to uh, allow us to have an opportunity to get to know each other. Do you have any questions? I feel like I'm going to just make sure, like I'm not just ranting and raving to my wonderful friends and listeners. You are not ranting and raving. This is going to be really fun. I think it's great that they actually made like an opening ceremony for everyone and they were really high energy just to get everyone excited because, you know, we, we, we're, we've we all been a lot of Zoom calls or Google Hangouts, such like online meetups. 
um, or have online meetings. And they're not always the most exciting or thrilling because it's just Mm -hmm. not the same as being in person. But it sounds like they did a really good job of just at least getting everyone excited about like, because it is a big deal that everyone's there. I I think it is something to celebrate. And I think that's what they're emphasizing. And also, if you want to succeed as a content creator, it is so essential to be high energy. No one wants a monotone you know guy in front of a video so they they're embracing that in everything that they do which i completely support so everyone was really excited and they after they introduced the nas academy team they went on and had metacovin and tubador introduce the metaverse and that was like to me that was like so exciting because i've been watching metacovin do interviews on cnbc i mean he's been on every single news platform talking about why he felt that it was worth it to purchase the non-fungible token, was it the first 5,000 days from the artist Beeple for $68 million when it's a JPEG and anyone could technically copy that JPEG and put it on their own TV screen, but why did he feel it was worth $68 million? And technically it wasn't just him who thought it was worth because it was an auction. So someone else definitely thought it was worth that much too. And so it was like, dude, this is the guy who freaking did it. Like, I was so excited when I saw him. I like, Loki, I'm not going to say it, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till Quinn sees this. This is going to trip her out. Because it was like real life. I was like, this is real time. He's in here. And this is a very small group of people. He's never in front of like this intimate group of people. Like, it's, it's, it's rare to get in this group. So he and Tubador gave a presentation on their vision which includes them taking all of their art pieces. I know you're familiar with this, Quinn, but I'll just tell our friends. Yeah, no, I think it's good. So the B20 Museum is basically their land that they own in the virtual space, and they're creating a museum for people to come and visit and appreciate all the different pieces of art that they have on display in that virtual land. And it was pretty cool because they showed that the building itself not only was the museum, but it's also their headquarters where the Metapurse works and because they have multiple individuals who work in for the company or for the fund. And so that's how they meet up. They go into this virtual land. They have a an office space that's on, I think this was like the 20th something floor. And they have these presentations and discussions on what moves they want to make next, which I'm sure that's where the discussion on putting together this this crypto master course came to get came to be. And so it was nice that they were explaining it all. I'm not sure how many people were already familiar with that and how many people this was like brand new news to them. But when I went they they finished their presentation and they said, We want to bring you all along to actually come to the metaverse. So they inserted a link and they had to give instructions uh, right before we left the zoom meeting so they said take a picture of this slide and it was a slide that showed the keyboard and how you move around basically in the virtual world on your computer so your mouse is the direction of what you're seeing and then your arrows are like move left move right and it's the it's a virtual world so you could actually like fly around in it and so we all join and it was kind of amazing because there's 80 plus individuals in this virtual reality space just walking around exploring there's like a little presentation area there's a shopping place where you can buy virtual clothing i know it sounds 
sometimes it does sound wild, but it was amazing. I was like, this is great. I've, I've actually been there before, but to be there when there's 80 others interacting and you can, you know, go check up the, check out the upstairs, go check it out and like, just get familiar with it. And one monumental moment that, uh, for me was when Nasir, who the founder of Nas Daily asked Tubador to give more of an explanation of what this world is about and what it could be. And Tubador, who's the right hand man of Medikovin, he goes, I think the best thing that anyone can do is just spend some time in this world. The more time you spend in it, the better understanding you'll have of it. The more you understand it, the more that you'll connect with it and we'll see where it goes from there. So he's like, he kept it like kind of open book. And so everyone's like super confused and super excited. Nasir, at the very last second before we went back to the Zoom call, he goes, wait, you can fly? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you can fly. Just push, I think it's like F or something like that. And he's like, no way. If I knew that I could have done this earlier, I'd be here in here all the time. And so it was like so exciting. I mean, for me, I remember like, one of my dreams of, you know, if you can have any superpower, you got to go fly. It's like the best thing ever. A hundred percent. It's it's really cool too. Cause I mean, I like that he kept it open also mm-hmm. just because it allowed um, Nasir to actually like explore and figure that out for himself. Like exactly. it's way, it's way more fun to actually figure that out yourself than someone say, Hey, now push this button. And then, you know, I think that the discovery and exploration of this space is actually the best. And it's, it kind of reminds me of, of even just traveling like anywhere, right? If you go to a new country, it, what he said about the metaverse is pretty similar to what I would say in the physical world in a new country to anyone, right? right it's like, yeah. just spend some time there. Don't just spend 10 days of vacation in Thailand or Singapore. Like actually the more you spend time there and we definitely can vouch for this. If you live in a place for a year or even six months, you're going to have way more of a connection and understanding of that country, the culture, the people exactly. than anywhere else. And this metaverse seems very foreign, I think to a lot of people, um, but I also think there's a whole generation where this is going to like really click for them and they're going to feel probably even more comfortable in this metaverse than even in the physical world, which mm-hmm. is, I think, a topic for a whole other time. But it's just really cool that you got that experience. We had been in Decentraland and, and CryptoVexels before, which are the two like two of many different, you know, like virtual worlds. But yeah. it's just so cool that you kind of like went in like with as a group, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was well, the, I, I want to follow up on what you're saying about like that moment that he discovered how to fly on his own and the similarities to when you're traveling, it just makes the knowledge that much more meaningful to you when you discover it, when it's self-discovery. And I think that's something that should be emphasized in everything. So I fully, fully loved that experience. They brought us back to the Zoom meeting and it was kind of like, oh man, you just had us in like the happiest place on earth (laughs) and now we're going back to the meeting. But I'm really glad that they did because they they profiled a few of the individuals who got accepted and they showed their videos that they applied with. And I have to say, I was blown away by some of their videos. So the very first one was... I don't want to. I don't want to put favorites, but I really love this one a lot. And this style, for any of you that are familiar with um, some of the main content creators on on YouTube, Casey Neistat's got to be one of the top tier ones. Yeah. And he has a very clear cut style. It's very fast paced. It's looking at physical items that you may have in front of you and making 
your attention being focused on uh, the lesson he's trying to present while integrating physical items. So he'll use like paper and he'll just write things on the paper and then he'll cross it out and crumple it up and then burn it on fire. And you're like, whoa, got it. That's how it works. Yeah, you know? it's like it's bringing analog into the digital almost in a, a way, way that of kind it. of feels like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool as opposed to just seeing, you know, digitized text or whatever mm-hmm. that you could use in, in videos and stuff like Very that. Very well said. Yeah, and so he, this, this individual's application video, it reminded me the most of Casey Neistat's style and it was super fast paced. It was a beautiful story of how his, his long-term journey and how he got into this and how he's dedicated to being a content creator, which to me was kind of the first insight that maybe the majority of the people here, or at least a significant portion of them are not really fully focused on the non-fungible token world as much as they're focused on the content creation because that was like that was like a little mini documentary application i was like oh man they're definitely not going to highlight my video <laughs> and i and it, it was very cool though just to see like the level that we were going to see from these uh top tier content creators the next person uh created a, a very funny video and the skill that was involved with this video was they used animations to show um, different ideas that are only imaginary. So I believe that she said her dream job as a little kid was to become a space cowboy. And so she put her head, you know, in a rocket ship, a cartoon rocket ship, taking off with like a cartoon cowboy hat on her. And she just tells this story of like, she all she's always dreamed of like these wild dreams and now this whole virtual reality world i mean she just flew in the virtual world it's kind of like this exciting possibility of like yeah i could be a space cowboy in the virtual world why not i could be whatever i want to be and uh it was a very quality video i enjoyed it a lot and then there was a few others that were fun one other one that was um fun and very different was uh content creator i believe he's out of san francisco he made a vertical video. So like if you're watching on your iPhone, it's vertical. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was him freestyle rapping <laughs> about cryptocurrencies and his journey th- into this world and where he's at today. And it was pretty freaking impressive. I mean, he was he, he, he was laying them down pretty good. And while he was rapping, it was just him talking to the camera. He had animations coming up, um, you know, in the background or like in front of him that represented exactly what he was talking about. So it kept your attention on the content the whole entire time, very focused. And um, it was nice because I'm still trying to come, I'm I'm trying to figure out what is the best format for this content we're gonna create. You can go in so many directions. It doesn't have to be documentary style. It doesn't have to be super serious. It could be fun. It can be something more, I mean, in all honesty, like who, who thinks of a freestyle rapping video to tell a story with really quick gifts popping up with and subtitles at the bottom? I mean, that's a unique perspective. It is. Well, it's cool, though, because I think that, you know, rapping or music really connects with people in a way that transcends even language sometimes. Right. We've met people mm-hmm. who, you know, maybe they don't speak very much English, but they know certain rap songs in English by heart. They know all the words to it. Right. So there's something interesting there. I think that 
about music and about rhythm, you know, especially in his video, because I watched it too. It was really, really well done. And I just want to even touch base on the the girl who made her video with her, herself being, you know, a cowboy on a rocket ship or cowgirl on a rocket ship. I think what, you know, what you said about she can be anything that she wants. I think that's one of the amazing things, the empowering things about this you know, digital space about the metaverse is that you really can be whoever you've ever imagined you could be when you were even a little kid, right? It mm-hmm. almost expands the possibilities exactly. that are limited in the physical world um, due to whatever circumstances that, you know, may or may not have prevented you with some external things or internal things. But the Dude. metaverse is, <laughs> I know, the metaverse um, really does lend itself to allow um, people to like really think outside the box and expand their possibilities of who they could be in this new world. Yeah. So it, it is, um, it's exciting. I'm super excited to be part of it from those videos that were presented. Uh, they transitioned a little bit to tell more about who we are because this is, this is the first time we're ever seeing each other, all 70 of us plus the teams. And, uh, there it, we are from all over planet earth. It was crazy. They were like, I think one just like one of the main countries that we don't have represented was Russia. And then within a few seconds, someone goes, actually, I'm, I'm born in Russia and I just left Russia. So technically I'm, I'm full on Russian. They were like, all right, I think we actually covered all the top countries, any country that you can name like that. They had someone from that area and we were diverse. You looked at the, the screen of all the people that were in the room and we were all different colors you know we were male female some were old some were young we had we have one content creator who's over uh 51 i'm so proud of that individual for leaning into this technology she's awesome and but i will say the majority of the individuals are uh in the 18 to 25 and then um somewhere around there the majority of the individuals are a little bit younger than me i'm in like the second or third tier category but that's cool i'm perfectly happy with being who i am in my age and i'm very grateful that i'm going to learn a lot from the younger generation too because they're going to have a lot to teach me i'm not super familiar with these new platforms and i think based on what i was seeing they are really familiar with it um, maybe even more familiar with it than they are about non-fungible tokens and so on. And I think non-fungible tokens, it's going to be the younger generation that's going to really carry it to the mainstream level. Yeah. Because, I mean, young kids, they play video games. You can get like a special outfit in a video game. Now this is just extending that a little bit further where now you can have a special outfit that you actually own or now you have a a virtual home that you own or whatever it is and you can buy and sell it for whatever the market is willing to to pay for you know what i mean yeah well you, you can also rent out different things you can rent out your own you know clothing virtually if someone wants to or you can rent out different spaces and yeah i definitely think there's also a, a huge correlation i think between of, of age and the younger that you are the more Um, you're probably willing to lean into the future, into the unknown and uncertainty. So I think that it's actually really nice to be in an environment where you are full of young people. Like some people I've heard our age and older say, you know, you know, no one wants to really like talk to someone who's green behind the ear, you know, like young doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of experience. But I think that that's kind of an, an outdated 
phrase and, and well, mindset. It's a very old say, phrase for sure, yeah, but an outdated meaning is what you're... I, I do, because, because, I mean, just because things have been done the way that they have been doesn't mean that it's going to continue on into the future, and there's mm. no better example of that than, I think, what blockchain can, can do for us, what it has already done in terms of NFT and ownership of digital assets online and verifying and authenticating that, right? 100% agree. And then what that will look like moving forward is definitely going to be upon... Certainly our generation and the one behind the ones behind us as well. Yes. And I'm grateful. Like the, what, what do we say uh, in, in creativity, the in, in entrepreneurship, if you want to be more creative, diversity is key. Yes. And diversity extends beyond where you're from and your gender. But it also includes age. For and sure. Yes. This is a very diverse group of individuals, every color, every race, every every single place represented an age and all that and i'm so grateful that we're going to be learning from each other it's going to be just as much um learning from each other as it will be from the actual teachers and the course i mean being a, a professor with you i mean that's like that's the dream is that the students are pushing each other to go beyond where the teacher is limited does that make sense for sure well and i think everyone's going to help each other in different ways right i mean you and i have a extensive knowledge because we've been do about nfts and, and and how block how the blockchain technology actually works like mm -hmm. from a fundamental level that that's going to be really helpful for those who are not very much experienced but there will be an exchange of information between all these different individuals and um yeah i mean also, if we really want to educate the world, you have to have different perspectives. You have to have the female perspective. You have to have the male perspective. You have to have some combination of the two. And you have to have, you know, who's going to educate the older older right. individuals? Who's going to educate? So it's it's really amazing that, you know, the diversity, I think, you know, can't be emphasized enough of how important that is mm -hmm. in terms of who's creating content and, and who is going to be onboarded into this. Right. Because as it evolves, we all, it's going to evolve based on who is engaging in it. Mm -hmm. And you don't want it to be one-sided towards one specific gender or one right. specific area or one specific, you know, race or ethnicity. Or even language. Or even language, exactly. Yeah. These these individuals, they speak, they're all, so many of them are bilingual. It's inspirational in it my is. opinion. So they, we all got to know each other. And then they introduced just a couple extra people who were not necessarily a part of the uh, NOS Daily Medicoven team or students and these were individuals that went through NOS Academy previously and have actually succeeded on their own pursuits. So some of them, their whole goal was to become, uh, to, to make a significant or comfortable salary, make a career out of being a content creator, whether it be for their own content or creating content for other people. And so they presented two people who really embraced this uh, online classroom platform and they leaned in all the way to the point where one of them is very successful at uh they, they now have quite enough followers to be able to monetize on their videos and all that and this is their full-time career and the other person that i actually thought was like kind of uh unique and interesting was they're getting paid by other brands to make commercials and stuff like that and so it was exciting and it got a lot of the people in the um, classroom excited because I do believe that a significant amount of them, that's their goal, is to be a part of that type of a journey, whether it be finding a job in this realm or being their own boss and creating content online. I'm very supportive of it. I think that this fully embraces the entrepreneurial spirit and I, um, 
yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was as excited as everyone else, but I definitely thought that was a really cool part to see success stories within this program. Yeah, for sure. I, I it's it'll be really interesting to see how it all unfolds. But I think that the at the core of all this is that it's amazing that there's a community around one project, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do their own thing in their own ways, right? I mean, some people are going to definitely want to put their face out there and and claim ownership of what they're they're doing, and and maybe others will will be a little bit different, you know, and they'll be using different platforms and and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. at the core, what's nice is that you have a community of support with each other, right. right? Where you are, everyone's doing their own thing, but it's also collaborative. You're learning together. You know, you can reach out to whoever just to ask a question. And I just think that's a really empowering, amazing thing because absolutely. really this, what, one thing we've definitely learned in this space so far is that it's really all about community. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent about community and community. This community is really developed. I'll keep, We'll do a few episodes as like I'm getting more involved in this. The first session, it hasn't even started yet, and that one is titled Golden Rules of Scripting, How Nas Daily Edits. It's a two-hour lesson, so I'm kind of like, ooh, what are we going to learn here? But as soon as I find out, and I'm probably going to have a lot more to report, but they've already got like little smaller groups where people can like talk to each other and help each other with their program. So this is going to be fun. I'm going to bring everyone on the ride. I'm grateful that you're on this ride with me, honey. Stay strapped in. This is a wild one. It's always been. It always will be. Always. I love you. Always. It's the only way we like to live, right? I mean, I think it's it's going to be really exciting to see what's to come. So we'll keep you all updated. Um, stay tuned. And we look forward to speaking with you manana. We'll talk to you then. Bye.